Welcome to The Relationship Type. I'm Alex. And I'm Patty. Look, relationships are everywhere. And they can be, well, complicated. So let's gab about it. Today we're joined by Rosemary, a.k.a. Rosie Wachowski. She's an associate editor on the Emerging Platforms team at Cosmopolitan. Aside from covering all things lifestyle and pop culture over at Cosmo, Rosie is an avid concert goer. So yes, she's obviously been to Eras and Renaissance Tour. And I had the absolute pleasure and joy of working with Rosie when I was back at Cosmo. She was a fellow. I was an unhinged social media editor. We had really (laughs) great times together. So Rosie is an I would say probably one of the biggest fans of Amazon Prime's hit series, The Summer I Turned Pretty. Yes. And we cannot wait to gab with her all about the show. Welcome, Rosie. Welcome, Rosie. Hi. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. We cannot wait to have you. Yeah, we're so excited. We were like, okay, we want to do this bonus episode about The Summer I Turned Pretty. We were like, who should we bring? And Patty was like, I know the person. <laughs> that makes me feel so seen. I love it. Yes. Because <laughs> this show is literally on my mind 24-7, I think. So ready to dive into it. <laughs> Before we get to that, we want to ask you kind of what we ask at the beginning of all of our episodes. And we'll start with Patty. Patty, what relationship has been central to your week this week? Oh, I had to think a lot about this because I've had like a pretty chaotic week. It's been a good week, but I'm going to go with my relationship with being an auntie. So I am um, a very lucky aunt of two little boys, um, my brother's children. My brother, for context, is seven years older than I am. So we like... I feel like we grew up in complete different eras. I was joking with him earlier this week that he is what's called a geriatric millennial. Although I don't know if that's accurate. I kind of just said that to like make him mad. I think so. Or no, maybe he's mid actually, like in the middle. I know. I feel like I love to just say that to him, but he might not be. He's turning 35 in a week, but I was down. So he lives in Florida with a family. And so I flew down um, to just kind of be with them, spend time with them. There was an accident with one of my nephews. So I was there to just help take care of them. And I I have to say, like, <laughs> I my relationship with wanting to be a parent has definitely fluctuated a lot in the past couple of years. Like it went from like, no, maybe I don't at all. And then I was like, wait, no, maybe I I definitely do. And every time I'm with my nephews, I'm like, oh, I am just like a big kid. So like, I feel like I'm so good with playing with children, but I'm also exhausted. Like I looked at my brother and I was like, you guys do this every day. Like I'm tired doing this for one week. And he was like, do not even talk to me. Like I can't even, I will not entertain this conversation. So I was like, wow, I give you guys a lot of credit and um, they're wonderful. The boys are two and four. They are my heart. They're so, so sweet. And they just have a lot of energy, but they're at an age where play is everything. So it's really fun to just get down on their level. Being an aunt is like a very special, it's just, I don't know. It's something that like feels very, I think I was born to be an aunt. And so I hope that that like one day translates to if I become like a mom, but I, yeah, I love being an aunt for the time being. And I can't wait for my sister to push out kids too. So I'm just like (laughs) very much in my aunt era. I love that. I'm going to pass the torch because I just said a lot of things at once. (laughs) 
Alex, what relationship has been central to your week? Yeah, mine is a really boring one. No! I feel like mine has been going to the gym, like being active, like my relationship with the gym. I feel like I get these phases in life where like I'm really obsessed with one thing at a time. So I recognize that this isn't like a lifestyle change. This is literally just my obsession for the time. Like like the time during the pandemic, there was like six months where like I ate two blueberry pop tarts every single day like I just had to do it because I was like this is like pop tarts are my thing right now so like the gym is similarly my thing right now I literally saw I was like looking at Megan the Stallion's Instagram like two weeks ago and I saw her at the gym like her her like she does her um oh my gosh what's it called is it her hot girl boot camp oh. it's something like that and she does her like videos of her her she does like the TikTok voiceover of like clips of her at the gym and I'm like that looks so fun so I joined the gym right after Good for you. That is not boring. That is like incredible. I, I'm actually jealous because I, I, if you could like give some of that to me, that'd be very helpful. Yeah. Let's see if it continues past like three weeks from now. I'll, I'll keep y'all updated. Yes. (laughs) Well, now we want to pass it to you, Rosie. What relationship has been central to your week this week? I feel like my relationship with making plans for myself is so like love hate right now because I feel like I book myself so much like right now I'm looking at my calendar for September and I'm like every Saturday every Sunday I have something going on I have weddings like birthday plans which are all such fun things and I'm so excited for it but then I'm like ah (laughs) like it kind of gets a little scary sometimes when I'm thinking about it. And I'm always scared of getting burnt out. And I'm always kind of nervous, like, am I giving myself enough me time? Am I like doing my self care that I need to do to like, fully be present in all these activities. So but then after the month's over, I had the same thing back in May, every single weekend, I had something going on in May. And I was like, Oh, my God, I'm so stressed out. I have no time for doing anything. And then after May was over, I was like, that was the best month of my life. I had so much fun. I had this and that I had this concert and this event. So I'm trying to look at it in a more positive light that I have all these amazing plans and not feel too overwhelmed with it. Um, so just reminding myself like, okay, these are great. You get to see all your people. You get to like hang out with your family. You get to go to this wedding and dance and have a great time. So I'm, I'm excited for all the plans, but I need to remind myself, you got to read before bed. You got to be able to, you know, do your face and do your self care and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. You've got to like block out like in your calendar. I am resting. Like, Mm -hmm. Turn the phone off, like yes. unwind. But that's exciting. I love that you have a full schedule. She's full. She's full. <laughs> and I think that's great too. The intentionality behind like creating these blocks of time to like take time for yourself. I feel like thinking about like college and when I graduated college and I was like going everywhere at all times, like I never had that sort of intention. So like mm-hmm. I feel the same way where I'm like, I want to be doing things, but I get so burnt out. But it's like the fact that we're even thinking like that, we're good. We're golden. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so awesome. Well, we are going to now get into the episode. Uh, what we all came here for, what we've yes. been all thinking about, I think for so the past excited. few weeks, maybe more, <laughs> um, is the show The Summer I Turned Pretty. And so this is a show, it's about heartbreak, it's about grief, it's about young love, it's about coming of age, it's about this Cape Cod summer, this like, not, I don't want to say fantasy land, but it's like, starts as that, but then a lot of things happen and a lot of real life happens within this land. So you are a huge fan of the show. What is it about the show for you that really stands out? 
I think I see myself in a lot of the show. Like I grew up down the shore. I live in New Jersey, but I had a boat my entire life. So I've experienced living down the shore and having a group of friends down the shore and falling in love down the shore. And sadly, after my dad passed away, we had to sell our boat. So I relate a lot of, you know, the effects of losing a parent and like living down the shore and what your life is kind of like when that's no longer your life. Um, so I find a lot of comfort in that. And I just love the coastal vibes. I really do. I love the hydrangeas. I love being at the beach. It's like my piece. So when I get to see a show that's really everything that I love on my days off, on my when I'm relaxing, um, it's really nice to kind of just sit back and enjoy. So definitely. I want to ask too, because I hadn't read the books. Did you read the books growing up? I didn't read them growing up. I think I read them back in 2020. So it's been a bit since I've read them, but I read all three of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you feel like that makes you like expect certain things from the show? Like having yes. read the books first? I definitely do. I think if I read them more recently, I would be like, okay, this is different. Like certain scenes in both seasons, I was like, okay, this was definitely not in the book. I can remember. But some of like the smaller details for sure kind of just go over my head with the show. But like, for example, the scene in the car like at the motel in the last season or when, when they're in the bed and they're kind of like on each side of her and she's like thinking about what's going on between like her and Conrad. I feel like that was portrayed so perfectly from the book. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool to see kind of like it coming to life right in front of me. There are nine billion views on like the summer I turned pretty hashtag on TikTok. Like, oh, it is interesting. Massive. And there are so many videos, so many fan cuts, so many like deep dives, people talking about the music, which is definitely something I want to ask you about as a music lover. Like, how do you feel about the soundtrack of it all? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I when during the first season when it was so Taylor Swift focused, I was living my best life. I was like, yeah. this is great. <laughs> I'm loving it. Because like when you're listening to Taylor Swift, you're obviously romanticizing your life you're thinking of like ex-boyfriends you're thinking of your current boyfriend you're thinking of like your friendships your failed friendships so I just feel like it it's such a perfect element to the show that's so if you know about like the Taylor Swift like love triangle and folklore between like Cardigan Betty and August it's literally the show uh so I just think it's so cool how they really integrate her specifically into it but overall I think the music is just such a vibe totally there was that one scene where I can't remember what song it was but it was a Mac Miller song and it was like I think Jeremiah was on the deck or maybe it was opposite and then Conrad came one of them came to the other who were on the deck and like it was just this emotional like heart to heart between the brothers and the Mac Miller song was playing and I was like oh my like it made me like tear up because I was like <laughs> oh my god like this is just such a good moment yeah and all the Taylor Swift really does like Alex and I have talked a lot about this. Alex has a lot of thoughts on like <laughs> why Taylor Swift is such an impeccable storyteller and her music really does just rip you right back into like I'm a 28 year old teenager when I listen to Taylor Swift like absolutely I'm going through puberty and my first heartbreak every single time like with the re-release of the music and then seeing that paired with the show oh my gosh I it is so nostalgic and like all of that together it it's you are laughing you are crying it is like every single emotion just ripping <laughs> ripping you through them like most definitely it's amazing and it's honestly like 
it is, of course, a very young show. It's a young adult show. Um, a lot of, like you said, Gen Z vibes. But I feel like a lot of people who are watching are not Gen Z as well. And I I feel like you sort of – there's no way to not relate to some storyline in the show. I think what's really nice is, like you said, a lot of us are, are a lot older. We're in our mid-20s. Like, we're – I'm a very nostalgic person, so I love kind of watching the coming-of-age, corny, like, Netflix movies. That's, like, my favorite thing in the world. It's really nice to kind of go back to a show that literally catapults you back in time. So when they add that Taylor Swift aspect to it, you're like, okay, this they're playing. Hey, Steven, I remember when I was a teenager and I was listening to the song in the car. So I really kind of like that it really brings you back in time. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think I love coming of age shows as well. That's my favorite thing. But this one transports me in a way that others don't. And I do I do feel like it has to do with the soundtrack or I I don't know, maybe just the slowness of it all where a lot of other shows and movies like move so quickly. Where's this, which I want to get into the timeline at some point, because the timeline of season two only being like one week and it was like yeah. one month after Susanna had passed away. I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but I feel like the slowness of it makes you feel it more, too, in ways. Yeah, the use of the flashbacks. We Yeah, we should segue all into that because I guess like. Okay, so as you said, like the second season takes place. At, obviously, spoiler alert! You, if you haven't watched, <laughs> yeah, no the one listen to this if you have not watched it yet. Go yeah, watch it, then come back. <laughs> go watch it, come back. Don't get mad at us. Like you can tell by the title, we're talking about the show. Okay, so free to say whatever we want. So when it pick, picks up, it is com- again. I didn't read the books, so when it picked up, I did not realize like at what point in time we were going to enter. And it was a punch to the gut, but it does. It's like the use of the flashbacks. It's taking you through where they left off, but we're also only seeing one week. But the characters have changed immensely. Like, I think a lot of the characters had major emotional glow up. I'm I'm kind of like watching and I'm like, are teenagers this emotionally mature? Like today, I have no idea. Maybe (laughs) I was not that emotionally mature at that age, but it like... How did you feel about the timing of it all and sort of the way that they told the story through these flashbacks? At first, I'm not going to lie, it was a bit confusing at first. It was kind of hard to watch the flashbacks back and forth because, I mean, I was watching it with all my girlfriends. This was kind of when we had, I had like all my friends over. We had a summer I turned pretty party. So we were all kind of together. So the vibes were high, but when we were watching it, I think at one point we were like, wait, is this present or is this in the past? We couldn't really tell. Um, But I actually kind of started rewatching it recently and- When I was sitting alone, I was kind of able to be like, okay, I think this makes a lot more sense seeing it go back and forth. There definitely was a glow up in every single character. I feel like the first season was a bit difficult to watch because we're older. They're supposed to be in high school. It got a bit cringy at certain times. It was hard to watch. But if you think about it, when we were that age, we were most definitely cringe all the way around for sure especially when it came to our crushes our first boyfriends our first loves all that fun stuff it was definitely very awkward times but I really do feel like because they were so blunt in the beginning like this isn't summer we're not at cousins and Susanna's passed away that really kind of made them essentially grow up right because they're so young and they just experienced such a traumatic loss 
and they watched her over time get sicker and sicker. You kind of almost have to grow up. So I really feel like there's such a huge difference after that event happened. I totally agree. Let's let's dive into grief because I that's something I really wanted to talk about on this episode. And I totally agree. I think there's sort of what I loved about it. And one thing I will start off with is so for those who don't know, my parents have both passed away. My dad passed away when I was 17. And like even thinking about being 17 and being in high school and no one, you know, has parents that have passed away. Like at least no one I knew had had parents that had passed away at that point. And my only representation at that time of loss on TV, I remember watching Gossip Girl and uh, Chuck Bass's dad died, but I don't, I think I'm pretty sure, but I don't remember it being any sort. I was like, oh, his dad died too. Yay. But then it like sort of gloss it never really came up again and if it did it it was more for like dramatics versus like it was like about his like money or something like that I don't remember Gossip Girl sorry if there's any stands here Um, but I I there wasn't any good sort of representation of what I was feeling on TV and now we have shows like I love Never Have I Ever I love this show I think there's so many excellent like high schoolers excellent portrayals of high schoolers going through this grief and this really stuck with me and seeing the way I, the way it was all all different forms of grief were being represented. And then also someone like Taylor, who's not really like in the scenario, but there would be points where she would be like, oh, like give blah, blah, blah slack. Like they're going through this or like, how are you feeling? And, and sort of it was an openness among these young people talking about grief, which I feel like we've never seen before the past few years. Most definitely. And I, I lost my dad about, it'll be about two and a half years now. So it was pretty fresh. I was 23 years old when I lost my dad. And I really love, like you said, how different each person is handling their grief. You have Belly's mom, who's completely avoiding it altogether. She's not even talking about it. She's not bringing it up. She's avoiding it. Belly, you see that it's genuinely affecting her. It's affecting her position on the volleyball team. It's affecting her classes. It's affecting her grades. Um, Her brother, Steven, he's grieving, but he seems like he's holding it together. He's there for his mom. He's okay-ish. He's still upset. And then you have Conrad and Jeremiah, who are obviously, that's that's their mother. Conrad, who we see already struggles with anxiety from previous episodes, is bodily and all in until he erupts, which I think is why so many people don't like him, but they forget that he's grieving. He was grieving even while his mom was alive. Like he knew what was about to happen. He knew that his life was going to change because his mom's not going to be there. And also after you lose a parent, you're not the same person that you are anymore. You're completely different. So he's like grieving it while he's living in it. And then you have to deal with after they're gone and then Jeremiah, I'm just not a Jeremiah fan right now. I I'm really not. I'm really not. I just, I can't, I feel bad for him. But someone said to me recently, they're like, I think it was my cousin. She said, like, everyone just forgets that Jeremiah is also grieving too. Because you don't really see it until that one scene with him and Belly when they were stuck on the side of the road. And he's like, you weren't there for me. You left me. Right. So I get like, when you when you're grieving your parent after a month, keep in mind, all of this is happening only a month after how, how they were even functioning, doing all this baffles me because I know a month after my dad died, I was not doing anything. I don't even know if I was talking to people. I don't even know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So for them to not even 
just be in their house every single day is like so crazy to me. But I really love how the show just completely shows every single person's different depiction of it because it's so different for everyone. Totally. I agree. And I love what you said about Conrad and, and his sort of anxiety too, because I developed panic disorder after my dad passed away. Like I never had, I've always had like sort of anxiety all the time growing up, but I've never had panic attacks until after that. Um, and a lot of my anxiety and panic comes from this sort of like existentialism, which I think was really triggered by like my dad's passing. Um, and I haven't really seen panic attacks be portrayed on a fictional show before. I've seen it like on Survivor before, but I've never seen it on a fictional show. And I, <laughs> listen, Conrad, I will always stand up for him. I Me will too. always be a Conrad apologist. Yo, but yeah. like the way they portray his anxiety and his, pa- I, I just, I thought it was amazing the way they did that. And I love that they gave his character sort of that I don't know that representation and and portrayed him in that way I think it's I think it's really beautiful for me to see it I think it's really helpful for me and I think a lot of people it would be too and I know for me specifically like I'm an older sister so I'm already have that older sister vibe where I not that I'm a second mom but I feel like I'm kind of a mom and I you see in Conrad he's trying to figure everything out on him on him by himself first of all I don't even know where why their dad is not involved whatsoever (laughs) Where's he at? That's just a whole other topic. <laughs> um, but you see, he's he's trying to figure out what to do with the house. He's like trying to figure out school. He's like he's re- really taking on that big brother role, not wanting to involve Jeremiah in anything. And I feel the same way. I have a brother. He's only three years younger than me. He's in his twenties as well. But I, when my dad passed away, I was like, okay, what do I have to do? How do I step up for my mom? Like, how do I step up and not be that parent figure? But how do I? like express that I'm capable of making these big decisions. I'm capable of helping with these big things that you don't have to think about when you have both of your parents. Definitely. And they portrayed this sort of isolation that Conrad feels really well. Like I think it's important to see this young man who, you know, is obviously like very handsome and seems to have it all together and he's going to school. But to see someone like that where on the surface one would assume oh, his life is perfect. I think a lot of us can relate to people thinking one thing from what they see on the surface and then not understanding like an iceberg, all that is crammed and hiding underneath. And I think that's what's so important about his character in particular is it's it's someone who you wouldn't think to check up on, the eldest brother, the one who is supposed supposedly stepping in as the parent. And he's very alone and what I loved in this season and there, you know, belly, I think tried to do it last season too, is really make it a point of saying like, you are not alone, even when you feel like you are in your most isolated time and seeing Steven step in that way, that very, like I was really crying at that scene because that was so, I don't think that there are enough portrayals, even of young men being vulnerable. And that just like, yeah, that was really, that was really something because yeah, the dad again. Different conversation. <laughs> Who is this man? And where is so man? mad? I know. It's where ridiculous. are you? What, like, I don't understand. Goodbye. Where do you even live? I. Right. I, he has like. Th- at the end of it, he's like, I had to sell this house to have this house. I'm like, which one do you live in though? And where do they live? That's I don't, my question. I don't are they supposed to just parent themselves at this point? Like, <laughs> what is happening? It's so Literally. true. He is just gone, and he keeps saying Boston. I'm like, where? Who is living in Boston? <laughs> yep. Also, that's a whole other, again, Massachusetts, man. I cannot get away from this Massachusetts theme. But like, 
Yeah, he is useless, essentially. But I do think that that's almost important, too, to see, like, the point of view of the young people going through it and sort of, like, when the adults in their lives aren't being helpful. And obviously, it's different for Laurel. Like, she is dealing with it in her own way. It's not like she's just completely acting like it didn't happen, like the father. But it is amazing to see how, like, the children have to almost parent themselves. And they're very it's pretty raw. Like if they don't, they don't like, I think that obviously it's a show and there could be places where, you know, maybe it's like not the most realistic depiction, but in a lot of ways, like I appreciated that they didn't make this season all like sunshine and rainbows. And there was this sort of like bluntness, like you spoke about. And did you feel like when you were watching, cause you said you have, you had related in a lot of ways was there one character that you related to the most or was it sort of like an assortment of everybody? Hmm, that's a really good question. I would probably say since grief is such a heavily focused aspect, probably Conrad, just because I'm also the older sibling. It's really funny though. Like kind of like you said, it's so not realistic in certain aspects. Like there's no way in real life, you're not going to use your trust to buy a beach house. Like you're probably going to use it for your wedding or, or something in the future that's going to come forward. Um, I definitely see a lot of myself in Conrad, like trying to keep it together, trying. I don't like to get emotional in front of my family, my brother. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel like I need to be the one that's intact, put together. I want to be the rock. But then I'm like, but well, who do I go to? I have my support system, but I'm like, mm. it's kind of difficult. It's funny though, because like they tried so hard to keep the beach house like there have so much memory of Susanna in that house for me it was my boat so I had a boat my entire life all 23 years I grew up on my boat I was down the shore every single weekend with my family that was me and my dad's thing and I could get that feeling like having to sell it because that's like the one big thing that you don't want to part with that connected you with your person essentially and now that that's ever going to go away but it's like a physical thing. Like I'm never going to be able to go back on it again and like be there. So I can understand like he was so bitter. He was so sassy. He was not having it when they were trying to put it up for sale. And that was absolutely me. When my mom sold it, I was like, I don't want to know who the people are buying it. I don't want to know what they look like. I don't want to see, I don't want to know how many kids, it was a family, but I don't want to know how many kids they have. I want to know absolutely nothing. So I definitely saw myself a lot. It was just the same exact scenario for me, kind of rewatching it back, which was definitely hard, but almost comforting because not every single person kind of experiences that. And kind of like what you said earlier, I don't have any other friends that have lost a parent at all. Um, And especially, I don't know anyone, I know maybe one other girl who lost a parent to COVID specifically. So it's, that's also a whole other aspect. Yeah, so I definitely think him for sure. It is funny though, this is also so random, but (laughs) like a couple of months after they sold it, I don't know. I don't know if anyone like believes in signs or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of happy that they didn't really include any of that in the show, but my boat literally like they were riding it one day and it blew up in flames and then it sank into the ocean. And now it's not even a thing. Kind of really crazy stuff has happened. Um, Happy that they didn't really include that. It's really interesting that they didn't include that in the show because I feel like when someone passes, especially your parent, they want to include like, oh, it's a sign from your mom. Oh, it's a sign from your dad. Um, And not everyone 
vibes with that I feel yeah that's a really interesting point now that you're saying that I didn't think about it in that way but a show like never have I ever you often get that sort of like imagery in in um Davey really kind of relying on seeing those signs and and that sort of spirit spirit oh my god how do you say that word spirituality I I think that's true that this show didn't have that and I do think that was purposeful and that's really interesting that you say that yeah I I totally agree with you I think it's interesting because losing my dad, I and I know Stephen isn't the one who lost a parent, but I think I often felt like Stephen, my senior, because I lost my dad my senior year. Um, and because everything was moving and because it's your senior year, you're supposed to enjoy it. You're supposed to really be in the moment. Like, I think I really put it to the side and didn't think about like my grief and my loss and all of that. Um, so I think I was a lot like Stephen my senior year after losing my dad and then losing my mom. And I lost her a year and a half ago at 25. I think I have been a lot more like Conrad and that's why I love Conrad. <laughs> we'll always stand for Conrad. Yeah, another reason to love him. Another reason to love him. Something I also want to discuss before we kind of move on from talking about grief is because my mom passed away from cancer. I think this was also a portrayal of cancer that feels a bit more realistic than other shows do. Um, even thinking about like I, me and my mom and sister actually watched New Year's Eve, like when my mom was uh, like when we we're caregiving for her and everything. We had watched the movie New Year's Eve, which if you don't, if, if those who don't know, it's like Valentine's Day, that movie that came out in 2009. But it's like a, a bunch of different storylines about people on New Year's Eve. And one of the storylines is Robert De Niro is like going to pass away from cancer. And he's like up in a lot like wanting to see the ball drop on top of a rooftop like um like on new year's and then he ends up passing away like an hour later and it's just like that's not what people who are about to die from cancer look like they're not up and talking they're not strong enough to get in a wheelchair they're not doing all these things and i think there were it didn't go too in depth on this show but i think you could sort of see this progression of susanna getting weaker and weaker um and i really appreciated that the show didn't get sort of graphic in it because it's still at the end of the day like a show for young people and I don't think everyone needs to be exposed to that necessarily but I think it portrayed it in a lot more of a realistic way than other depictions of cancer have been in other shows um so I really appreciated that as well and sort of that last scene of um Belly seeing Susanna really hit me as well I think that was I'm really glad that they showed that too yeah that was a very powerful scene for sure. And for even during that conversation, when she was talking kind of about her situation with Conrad, she was still like giving her advice and like hoping for the best for her and still kind of showing that she cared about that despite everything that was going on. And I think too, one more thing I wanted to add is there was that point where at the end of season one, where the boys found out about Susanna's cancer and she had sort of accepted this as, okay, this is our last summer. Like I, the cancer is going to, I don't want to fight. I don't like the term fight and battle for cancer. I just don't like that. I don't, I don't think that's something anyone can control. Um, but so to say, losing that sort of fight to cancer, accepting that being okay with that. Um, and the boys kind of begging her to partake in this trial. And I think, like thinking about being 17 and grieving and being 25 and grieving. I feel like at 17, I was a lot, my dad didn't pass away from cancer. It was a lot more sudden his death. Um, he, Yeah, it was a lot more sudden, but with him, like, I feel like there were points where like I was, you know, you know what I mean? Like sort of um, what's the concept of like 
playing with God or whatever, where you're like hoping that you can make things better. And I'm not saying things happen for a reason. I'm not saying that at all, but sort of like trying to control the outcome more and trying to fight a fight, so to speak. Whereas when you're older, like someone like Susanna and, and, um, Laurel, like they know that this grief is happening. They're accepting it. They're doing the anticipatory grief. They're going through the stages. They're understanding that cancer is happening, but the boys are begging her to partake in this trial, even if it kills her because they want that last hope. I thought that was a really, that hit me a lot too. that sort of portrayal of teenagers, like f- wanting to fight any last fight they can to have their parent there. I thought that was really powerful as well. And and I think you had mentioned this before, Alex, but it means so much to have that representation on screen, even if they don't get it a hundred percent, it's certainly far better than depictions that we've seen in pop culture media past, but it's so important for someone who is young and is just being exposed to these feelings for the first time to see that play out in a way. And it is, it's just, it's very powerful. And of course I'm speaking as someone who has both parents alive. I've experienced grief more in just from a grandparent's point of view. And we've talked about sort of, it's painful, but there is this sort of sense of there was no stolen time. And they do a very good job of showing that like when the boys realize that time is being taken from them, it's too soon. It really eats at them, but their reaction is super appropriate for young people. And that rage, that anger, like it's so important to see that on the screen because I think a lot of people default to like, oh, people are just get very sad, Mm -hmm. um, upset, withdrawn, but rage and anger is such a big part of this process. And so to see that on the screen, I didn't love when they fought. I just like didn't love to see them attack each other. But again, it's like that being sort of this representation of the way that people respond to these horrific, uncontrollable life events. And I think I always, I keep saying, we've talked about this. We talk about a lot, but like (laughs) Alex and I have talked a lot about this concept of like things happening for a reason. And I used to be a huge firm believer in like, well, everything happens for a reason. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like bad things happen so that other good things can make, I feel like now that I'm older, I'm realizing like that is just like a need for control. It's almost like my anxious mind needing to make sense of the true like chaos that can just occur in life. And I think it's a slippery slope. Whereas I used to get comfort from that statement. I now understand that like, that is a very dangerous mindset sometimes because you really can't control that. That leaves room to think that like, oh, well, I could have controlled this or I could have like changed the outcome Mm -hmm. when that is just way too much pressure and guilt and shame for one person to hold. And it's just not reality. You know, I I wanted to ask the both of you as two people who have experienced the loss of a parent, when you watch the show, some people would, you know, I would say like they would avoid watching it because it might be too triggering if they've shared both of your experiences for you both. Was it, was watching it almost like, was it, was it helpful in a sense? Did you feel like you might want to turn it off and revisit it at some points? Because there are times where the show does bring back in this levity and there is that nostalgic feel and there is the beautiful aesthetic of Cape Cod. So I'm curious about how that felt for you guys. Just like, did you avoid it at first? Did you actually find it? It sounds like you both ultimately found it comforting, but I would, I'm just interested in both of your like thoughts on that. I think for me... It's interesting because when I lost my dad, I wanted to avoid anything about grief, like didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to think about it, didn't want to 
like I remember if I would read a book that like a parent someone passed away a parent especially but if someone passed away I actually would be like oh that's a like because I my mind works in mysterious ways <laughs> but like my brain would be like oh my god that means my mom's gonna die like I would take things as a sign so I didn't want to like mm-hmm. think about grief because I would be like oh my god if I think about it too much my mom's gonna die my mom's dead now so now I feel like it's easier to read things about grief because I'm not like oh it's a sign that something's gonna happen but also because I crave it so much of of seeing these sort of depictions so n- no I was able to watch it without sort of pausing it I actually like would watch it every single night like for hours like I was going to bed at like 2 a.m. every night because I just started watching it like three weeks ago or whatever it was. Um, and like when I was at the point where I was going to watch the finale of season two, it had just aired. So it was perfect timing. But it's interesting because when I was 17, while I would have avoided stuff like that, if I knew about it, I think a show like this, I still would have watched because I think it does a good job of showing that there's like I don't know how to phrase this. I want to say that there's more to life than grief. And I don't want to put it that way because I think grief is in every single thing I do. Every single thought I have is 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 shaped by the grief that I've experienced and that I have and will always have. But I think it did show the nuances of grief and that there is still life happening while grief is going on, if that makes sense. So I think I still would have watched this show at 17. Um, I, I really, I really love this show. And I feel like us talking about this has made me love it even more. But yeah, I'm curious about you. Definitely. I feel like I found more comfort in it than not. I feel like I've definitely one show that really destroyed me that really triggered my grief which is really interesting because i relate a lot more to this show than i did firefly lane on netflix oh i haven't watched that that there's something just terrible happens someone passes away and the way that they did it i don't know why it destroyed me i watched it at at like 12 p.m on a tuesday so i was up all night till like 2 a.m dry heave crying just so upsetting so I feel like the certain shows really get me but for some reason this one didn't and I've definitely I read a lot so I read a lot of books where a parent dies and that won't necessarily get me sometimes it will um but not for this show for some reason I think because I'm so heavily focused on like more so the love story and the grief is just another part of it that I relate to and I I feel more seen when I watch it I think if that makes sense and I also really like kind of how they portrayed Belly's grief it was during I rewatched episode yesterday but it was during the party scene when she was kind of having a moment with Taylor and she's like you're not gonna understand like I don't feel the same I'm never gonna feel the same again and I I in that moment I was like oh this is so me right um so I feel like they they have a bunch of just one-liners throughout the show where I'm like, if this is a book, I would be highlighting all of it because it's just, it makes me feel comforted and seen that they're able to put into words how I feel on a day-to-day basis. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both for sharing everything. And thank you for allowing me a space to talk about things. One thing I really want to talk about is getting into the sort of portrayal of young love and, and heartbreak and dating. Okay, I have to ask. <laughs> Are you guys? I think we know our answers. But... I think we know the answer, but <laughs> I have it. to hear ask the question. Yeah, Team Conrad <laughs> or Team Jeremiah? Let's hear it. There it is. Boom. I will forever be a Team Conrad girly. Yes. Forever. Absolutely. Totally. I will always root for the first love. For sure. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. You yes. have to. That's yes. how I feel. So we were talking about this before we started recording, but I ha- I have to say it for the listeners. 
there was this graphic I saw, or it's a screenshot from a TikTok, but I found it from Google because uh, <laughs> I am like millennial. That still. is the internet. <laughs> that yeah. is just the internet, how it works. Um, but there was this sort of graphic that was comparing if you're team Conrad, here's the other teams you were on. If you're team Jeremiah, here's the other teams. For Conrad, it was team Paxton from Never Have I Ever. It was team um, Jess from Gilmore Girls. It, there were two others that I don't care about. And then it was team Edward. And then for Jeremiah, <laughs> it was team Jacob uh, from Twilight, team Ben from yes. Never Have I Ever, and then team oh Dean. From- I oh, did Dean. love Ben. I did love Ben. Ah, no, I'm team Paxton through and through. I just, here's my thing. And I was team Jacob, so I, I go a little contradictory. But, uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, so, okay, Ooh. so we're both team Jacob. And then I was team Jess for sure, team Paxton for sure and then team Conrad for sure I think for me and this and I do think Jacob falls into this a little more than Edward does um I love good banter and I love the hot guy I really do I think and I love that sort of big love and Jacob doesn't fall into this but let's be honest Jacob was more fun um I love the people who are more fun and I know Conrad like I know that there's that sort of I know Jeremiah is the technical more fun one but Conrad is going through a lot he's experiencing that sort of he has it he has it all held in and we see these past scenes of like when Belly was 12 and loved Conrad and they were having fun Mm -hmm. like fun doesn't always have to be who's the Jeremiah like you know what I mean and so I love the hotter guy better banter more fun that's me <laughs> I'm, I'm like freaking out because I'm I'm trying to dissect and I'm first of all I'm obsessed that you both are completely aligned on your teams <laughs> except like, for Ben and Paxton uncanny. I am not yes. Team Ben. <laughs> yes which is fair that's totally fair but I'm like wait Jeremiah and Jacob seem so can you just like explain more because I classify Jacob and Jeremiah as like the same because to me it's about like okay Edward and Conrad maybe it's just like the broodiness and like whatever because you know like Edward was was going through being a vampire like that sucks but like (laughs) his skin sparkled in the sun that was awful for him but um he I feel like it's sort of like the safe choice like Jacob is safe he's comfort he's like that's fair uh, he's like the you know I don't know like the chicken noodle soup that you eat when you're sick but like Mm -hmm. Conrad and Edward are like (laughs) the spicy gonna like destroy your stomach but you love the taste like I don't know that's like bad why am I bringing it to food I have that's my own inner issues I have to work through but like so true (laughs) like we'll ruin your life but you'll love it at the same time you love it and it's like conrad okay i'm not gonna lie and i have to i have to hear your guys thoughts on this is anyone else kind of creeped out by the age difference or is that like just me Mm, why do i care (laughs) i hated paxton i i love that that rubbed me the wrong way yes i love paxton the character, but knowing that the actor was like yeah. as old as he was. Oh, he's yeah. like thirty five now. That was <laughs> like, something. He's like old for us. That was like, I, and she and that I think like Paxton would have been perfect had the actor not been thirty five. Like that is just so upsetting. And I'm and sorry, you could I don't fully know his tell name. he was thirty five. Like you could, like he didn't oh, look yeah. eighteen. No. <laughs> like why did they cast him? whatever that's like a casting issue but Conrad like I guess it doesn't feel too icky because Conrad really like they all are around the same age Mm -hmm. I just the thought of being a college freshman and dating a high school junior yeah junior sophomore 
junior I think at that point I know I was trying to work out the age difference see I feel like it's okay because they were it's like a similar playing field and they've all grown up sort of even though he's two years older they've all grown up similarly yeah whereas like if I and I don't know how much I feel this I don't know about the two years but like for example when you were in high school and like seniors would try to talk to freshmen like that's weird because like there's a clear yes power difference if that makes sense but with them too I don't I don't feel that way about the show yeah I was trying to gather like why I was so obsessed with Conrad (laughs) which like yeah what is it for you I realized when I went on the old TikTok that someone had done a split screen of him and young Leo from like Leonardo DiCaprio oh, from Romeo and Juliet. And I was oh, like, wow. they are the fucking same. No wonder why I love him. That is like my millennial side and my Gen Z side mm-hmm. as like a, as a cusper. I, I identify. I like to be on both sides because I like to not like pick a team there. <laughs> I'll identify with one when it like makes most sense for me. Yes. But I realize I love him because I think he's, he looks like young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, okay, see that's that. interesting. Yeah, I didn't I realize definitely that see that. I actually saw a kind of a similar TikTok. It was a split TikTok, but it was Conrad shooting the basketball on the boardwalk during that episode and oh, yeah. Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill also shooting the basketball when, he, when they were both looking at their girl and they made it into the basket. My heart did something. Like something oh happened God. to it. That's <laughs> interesting. That's very interesting. That's, Wait, that was intentional. Ah, uh, you know what? The TikTok, the TikTok that I watched actually this morning, one of them was like Jenny Han definitely watched One Tree Hill because this is some One Tree Hill drama going on right now. Yes, and I, love that. I would love that because I love One Tree Hill. I loved One Tree Hill. I, I haven't really watched it in a while, but it is good. Yeah. Well, I feel like Jenny Han is first of all a genius. We need to like really give it up to her. Totally. I, you know what? Hopefully one day this podcast finds her ears, but <laughs> it's like a, a a big thank you to her. But I also saw that. She like, or wasn't it intentional? Like the sweater that Belly wore was the same sweater that Rory Gilmore wore oh, in um, it, Gilmore it Girls. It looked the same, but it yeah. wasn't the exact same. Okay. But it looked right. like very, very similar. I think yeah. a fashion designer, I think I saw a TikTok that a fashion designer was like, nope, the neck's different here and this pattern's different. And I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. well, it looks it <laughs> looks the same though. So let me let Relax. me just be happy in this moment. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, I love Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> okay, one thing I will say. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. Patty, to interrupt. No, you go. Well, I, I know. I'm go. like, I'm ready to talk about I love <laughs> all this. these Conrad I love when notes. You get like this. <laughs> I feel like I have like a bunch of notes about Conrad specifically. One thing I will say, I kind of got like, ooh, like I loved that when they they were in the car and Conrad was in the backseat. First of all, I loved that he was like, I shouldn't drive right now. And they were both like, what the fuck? And he was yeah. like, because was I haven't got best. a lot of sleep. That's why. Relax, guys. And then like he's in the backseat and they're like, he's just like asking them questions. I loved that because I loved this. To me, this shows the like fun banter and the fun that he is. I think he was upset, but he was like having fun with it. And like, that's mm-hmm. what I, I loved that sort of jealous like but he has people were calling him listen I was on the subreddit reading what people were saying people were calling him toxic for that his girl ex-girlfriend of four weeks ago probably and then his brother just got together and were kissing at his school when he was presumably going to come out at any second kissing there um he's allowed to be annoyed and allowed to be mad and I thought uh I loved the way he handled it (laughs) I he handled it so he was so funny that episode I was like he is sassy he is throwing the one-liners and then even when they went to the can like the candy store yes. or the store and yes. jeremiah was gonna buy her 
what is it sweetest fish and yep. he was like don't waste your time they she thinks they taste like what candles candles <laughs> yes 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 and then she immediately went for the freaking uh sour candy the sour yeah, yeah. Kids. i was like this is why they belong together they belong this is together why like he doesn't my okay i'm just gonna go on a little jeremiah rant for a second please. oh please do i firmly believe and we know this already because he said this to Conrad in that during that episode when he came home from college and Jeremiah was at the kitchen table and he I think he was going through hospital bills or he was doing something. And I firmly believe that Jeremiah only and if you didn't read the books, like you don't really know what's going to happen in the third book. But mm-hmm. I believe that Jeremiah only wants to be with Billy. One, maybe he loves her. Maybe he likes her. I'm not going to say love. I'm going to say likes. Maybe he likes her. I think he only wants to be with her to beat Conrad, to get yes. what he wants. I think yeah. he, he – we know that he feels like he's in constant competition with mm-hmm. his brother. It's his older brother. They're both incredibly handsome. But mm-hmm. he knows that he's in Belly's heart. Like right. she, that whole first season, it was all about Conrad. It was all about being in love with Conrad. And we even see it in all the throwbacks when they were kids. She's always looking up at him and dancing with him and romanticizing life with him. and. And I think Jeremiah wants to beat him so badly at something that if he can like win the girl that he also wants and like make her change his her mind that he will win. But then if you read the third book, you know what happens. You know that some stuff goes down. I can't say it, but <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff happens and you'll be oh. like, why was I ever team Jeremiah? Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. See, I Do need I to read the, the book. third book. I'm about to I've been it's been yeah, it's been open a tab on my computer. I think I need to just buy it. Wait, let's rip it. That's why I'm like, why? And I get it for it's like enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it now, like Team oh. Jeremiah, because he's great. He's handsome. It seems like he would be like the best pick because he's nice and he cares for her. But also, if you kind of look at the way that he kind of reacts to things sometimes. I think he has a hot temper. Like, I think yes. he gets mad very, yeah. very quickly. He says hurtful things. I don't really – we don't, we see, Jer- like, Conrad be a bit edgy, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. But I think Jeremiah is just mean sometimes. Right. And I don't yeah. I don't like it. I agree yeah. with that. I feel like I he just reminds me of someone I know in real life who's just, like, so immature. Like, okay, I don't know. This isn't a spoiler <laughs> for the third yes! book. But this reminds me. Okay, so I think I heard someone or heard. I definitely read it on Reddit. Um, I think <laughs> someone said that in the third book, like when Jeremiah goes to school, like he says his major is like beer or something. Is that accurate? Does that happen in the third book? Because <sighs> this is how he's just like image. Like he's just like so like he's annoying, immature. immature. Is, I is. totally agree with you that I feel like any sane person, let's be honest, would see that they're about to date a girl and confessing feelings to a girl that is in love with their brother. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. he can like, tell. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows. And he's always there, too, which really – I've seen so many TikToks of people using the blue eye filter. And then, oh like, gosh, there's been yes. so many times where they're like having the Miley a moment. Cyrus, like – Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you there? They'll have a moment, and he'll just be standing there in the back, like, watching them. Like, okay. creepy. Like, that's actually – Yes, that's actually in my notes. Um, The part where I yes. literally wrote <laughs> – why did Jeremiah go to Belly's volleyball camp? Yes. Ick. Why was Ick. he there? That literally Ick. gave me. The- yeah, that was bad. That was. Bad. Why would he go? You're the only boyfriend there. You're the only. You one are the there. only boyfriend. Also, like people don't go to volleyball <laughs> camp to spectate. No. Let me just say, 
as a former high school volleyball player. And he was just staring with the blue eyes. He was just staring. (laughs) His blue eyes are his personality. And it's too much. And you would think also, because even Steven showed up for that to be with Taylor. And she was like, no, we're not that kind of couple. Yeah. What kind of couple is it? Like, if he is there, because I'm not liking that he's there. Yeah, it's just weird. Oh, no. I agree with you. It's giving. Yes, this. it's yes. That's what I'm saying. It's so the Miley star. Mm, Why yes. is this Jeremiah? <laughs> that is him. him. That is him. Yep. Literally, there's okay. So I was searching for like any sort of podcast that talks about the summer I turned pretty, and I ended up finding this podcast. Uh, shout out to them. It's called Boys Night In, and it's like oh. two like they're definitely in college boys. Like, ha- started this podcast just to talk about the show which I absolutely love that I'm obsessed with it um I've listened to all the episodes and they at first were team Jeremiah they have switched in their latest episode but they were team Jeremiah and they keep saying his dreamy eyes and I'm like that's all he has you people like that's all it that's has. it can anyone name anything yeah. else that doesn't no. include the word toxic because Conrad is not toxic no no he's he not. is he is grieving he is sad that's yeah. what that's what Conrad yes. is exactly Oh my goodness. Give my man a break. Yeah, truly. (laughs) I just love how hard you guys go for Conrad and how much like Jeremiah, I I feel like, and and shout out to the actor too, because I think he's, he's Italian, you know, we have to point that out, (laughs) but um, you know, he does a great job of like, I like can't separate the actors from their characters at this point, but like, because they're really committed. Like, I, I was watching some of their press videos and, like, Jeremiah really – or, oh, my God, no. Gavin, like, still has his hair, like, very, like, cute and curly and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, he's so strikingly handsome. Mm-hmm. But to have to act and, like, build a whole character, like, yes. it's hard. I feel like it's really hard to make him unlikable, but he does a good job. He yeah. does a yeah. great job. So yeah. shout out to him for being so <laughs> unlikable. No, literally. <laughs> it's <perfect>. true. <laughs> It is very true. He just grinds my gears in some way. Yeah. It's just there. It's just immature. And honestly, I think, going back to my man Conrad, I really think, like, the downfall between him and Belly was genuinely just his grief and both of their immaturity. They were both – they're young. They're in high school. I mean, he's a year or two years older than her, so he's in college. But when you're that young and you're dealing with such a tragic event – like, I don't really think Belly was thinking of that. Like, mm-hmm. I think she was really only thinking of, this is my relationship. This is Conrad. It's supposed to work out, blah, blah, blah. But right. no, like, like he, it makes sense why they wouldn't work out. He's not his best self at the moment. Like, you can either wait it out with him and be there and be supportive. And I know he kind of, like, pushed her away a bit. Like, she tried, but he, she I don't think she tried hard enough because I think he really, like, spaced himself out, which is also yeah. just difficult. I really just feel like they ended because of like their lack of maturity in the situation. I think so too. And Belly is very much a people pleaser. I think like we all were at that age. And so she very much like, I think she, you know what? My wheels are turning about the Sour Patch Kids thing because <laughs> now that I think about it, that is like the allegory for the whole show because like she instinctively wants the Sour Patch Kids, Conrad, but you know, a little sour they're also sweet and sour. Amazing. Oh, yes. Wow. That's that is a um that's beautiful. That's I, true. And then she was going to have yeah. the Swedish fish just cuz she and was like, "Oh, Jeremiah." Just to appease. Yeah. yeah. Just yep. to appease him. 
No, you're so right. Because he got clearly so upset by the fact that she did not eat this Swedish fish. Yeah, totally. Is that the – did we just crack the whole code of the show with the candy scene? And you know what? They did another thing too with Stephen and Taylor sort of fighting about being team jellyfish or team Conrad. And I also think that's interesting because for Taylor, she's like – kind of being in this moment being sort of the like I don't know the young girl representation of being like he hurt you no it's fine we're team jellyfish and then Mm -hmm. with with Steven he's like okay thinking about sort of the longer term thinking about who she'd be happier with long like thinking of all those things I think that was the perfect sort of representation of the situation as well yeah that was very meta I love that they included that because it was just like yeah that was like a shout out directly to the fans and sort of like the greater discourse but it was done in a way that wasn't cheesy Mm -hmm. and it was that was good and I I can we segue to them yes because I love Steven and Taylor I've been at the edge of my seat (laughs) waiting to talk about them I I will say it's not very often that like a couple makes me like giddy watching them like I actually I loved Davey and um and Paxton I felt this way about them too I feel this way every so often about like a love island like couple as well like Mm. on season six Shanice and Luke T they're not together anymore but they made me feel this way too but like when a couple has me like kicking my feet and giggling I'm just like oh my god I'm so excited for them (laughs) loved Steven and Taylor what it is about them I feel like I almost saw my relationship in them a little bit I think I what I really liked about them is they have these very serious moments and these serious conversations but a lot of it is very lighthearted and fun and I think they're easily able to kind of switch between the two and I think it can't be mistaken with a sort of lack of substance because they do talk about these sort of serious topics topics like grief too um I just loved them I think they're so much fun it's so cute yeah I love them and I love I love kind of how like we kind of got a taste of them in the first season we're like Mm -hmm. oh I think they would be really cute together and I I love the like my best friend's brother trope I I immediately think of what is it oh it's a Victoria song it's like my best friend's brother like that (laughs) is just so perfectly them yes and I think it's because we see them actually work out and we want to see belly work out with someone like which one are you going to choose and we actually get like a completed couple if that makes sense in the end of the season two so it's it's kind of nice seeing something happen because yeah. nothing really happened between yeah. the two of them like yeah, they're the, a mess still a mess <laughs> yeah but it quenched our thirst for like did. the need of a good couple yes. like I I'm actually mad that we didn't get more of Laurel and her like yeah. love escapades mm-hmm. because I'm like at this point where I feel like I relate a lot to I like relate more to Laurel than I do to Belly, <laughs> but I love them both. And I'm like, what? Oh God! But like, Stephen and Taylor to me are just like the perfect high school. There's like a little bit of forbidden love. It's kind of risky, but it's also so wholesome and cute. And they've yes. known each other forever. Yes. And like when they, I just love that he's pining after her, and she's like, ah, 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 and like. I loved that. And then when she comes clean and she's like, I've loved you. And he's like, oh, yes, it's, it's, it's so good. It's the very, she fell first, he fell harder. And I love yes. it. It's like so good. Yes. That, and we need to discuss the dance scene. 
Oh my God. Yes. They crushed oh. that. Yeah. They crushed that. I and was you know what? Giggling if and I was a teenager, if I was a teenager, the way that I did, I used to freaking dance. I used to make music videos. If I had TikTok and if I was a teenager when oh. the show came out, I know I would be learning that dance. I would be mm-hmm. posting my dance all over TikTok. I mm-hmm. would be thriving. Yes. Was it Party in the USA? Is that the yes. Miles yeah. song? Yeah. I so cut it. Oh my God. So good. I like have goosebumps right now. When I tell you if I had this show in high school, <laughs> I've already said how oh. I would love it. But like yeah. I would want yeah. a Steven. Like Steven is oh, who yeah. I would mm-hmm. be pining after. Like who my crush would yeah, be. For sure. Oh, I love them oh, yeah. so much. They're amazing. Yeah. And Milo, so the, the like <laughs> dropping the mix. Shout out to Milo. I that is so oh my god I love just the funny parts mixed into this show and when Steven was like in the kitchen or wherever he was and started playing the game or playing the song it was so I it was so good it was perfect no Milo shout out to Milo and his like like that whole character was just so it was so like he was overdone but in the best way like we needed that comedic relief we needed like a a straight up joker on the show to just like be a fool but it was it was so cute that like I don't know I'm still kind of like maybe this is like not so mature of me but I just love that there was like a fight for Taylor <laughs> like these two <laughs> fools were just like fighting for her oh my gosh. I agree I loved it yeah. it was perfect it was so good and I feel like it was a little capsule of like what this sort of time we're in is too because that's sort of like machine gun kelly like mm-hmm. i i don't want to say pete davidson because obviously they're different but you know pete davidson machine gun kelly they're kind of the same similar similar uh yeah. fonts different different like sizes yes. and whatever but like i i think it's such a sign of right now of 2013 and i or oh my God, 2023 oh, is that <laughs> we could be in that year too that's well that's when we were that <laughs> what, age yes what a year is it yeah but yeah it's it's it was a great perfect absolutely loved it they were amazing. Even like the the party scene that they threw at the house. Honestly, oh. that was Belly's episode. She yes. looked iconic in that yeah. outfit. And when she was yeah. roller skating, holding her drink, oh, I was like, yeah. Carly, you look, she looked great. She looked, she looked good. so yeah. good. And I was like, if I looked, ha- so we, oh my God, I actually did want to ask you guys about that party scene and the sort of portrayal of like drinking and partying at that age. Uh-huh. Because I grew up in a really small town where like, people all there was to do was go to house parties and then like the cops would inevitably come and you have to like hide in the basement and it was like so scary and we used to do this I don't know if this is like just unique to our town I've I haven't heard of many other places doing this but we would do these grad parties and when seniors like when the seniors would graduate people would basically like joint throw these massive backyard parties. They'd rent a tent, they'd hire a cop, a DJ and people would walk to them like so drunk and people, and they were all themed. So you had to dress on theme. So I like felt that was very nostalgic. It reminded me of a grad party. I can't imagine doing it at someone's multi-million dollar cape (laughs) house. That (laughs) was not the scenario, but it like, I think, it really hit the nail on the head. Aside from one thing which really bothered me is we would have themes, but there was not like decor because nobody had the money to yeah. like yeah. buy out Party City and he like decorate out the whole Annex. place. Oh my, so fast. I was like, is his dad not getting the alerts? Like we all have the app now. Like if yes. that was my child, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And why am I not invited? No, mm-hmm. it was so wild. 
But I just like a kid is not going to buy alcohol. Like Belly buying the alcohol oh, was yeah. like I was like that would never no happen. <laughs> That's not. whack. But like mm-hmm. we'll give it to her because she's had a tough she's had a tough go of it. Yeah. But that party was amazing. I wanted to go to that party, but like not with high so schoolers. Cool. Yeah, I was actually getting stressed out during that party because she, who kept on saying that they wanted a group photo? And I know me when I'm taking pictures of my friends, I need the photo. If oh. if we're taking a photo, we have to take the photo. And they kept yes. saying, "We need a group photo. We need a group photo." And I was like, "Take the photo already!" Like, please, <laughs> I, I I want I want this photo at this point. Like, where? <laughs> And then eventually Jenny Han posted the Polaroid of her and Conrad that they took, which was amazing. Oh, my God. Never got the group photo, though. Yeah, where was the group photo? photo? (laughs) Where where was that? Amazon Prime. Hello, Bezos. (laughs) The part I couldn't get over was what's with the graffiti? Oh, yeah. I I didn't go to high school parties. Does that happen? Do people pull out graffiti? Don't you have to be or the don't you have to be like 18 to buy spray paint? Anyway. Oh yeah, no, that's a good point. I didn't go to that many because I, I was like, that. I don't want to get arrested at six. <laughs> I know, I, I was very afraid of parties. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, but I don't. I never saw the graffiti. I'd see yeah. TP in the trees, maybe, but mm-hmm. that was that was a little carried away. That was. <laughs> My also the TikTok grew, lighting, but whatever. Continue. We were all very wholesome in high school. I don't think yes. I we didn't really start drinking, at least for me personally, until uh-huh. college. So yeah. my Good. friend group, Normal. we had yes, adjusted. We had like fun, but we we would have basement parties. We would kind of just all hang out. We just really, I think, genuinely just enjoy each other's company. We and we did themed parties. We would all dress up for like holiday yeah. parties and you know Halloween and things like that, homecoming. But we never had that need to be drinking see I love that I love that because even watching I did get stressed like watching belly drink and Mm -hmm. that was one thing I wish that they didn't like that's a slippery slope it's like kind of coping with alcohol like that's like a very serious thing Mm -hmm. and I think masked with like teenage parties that's where it gets super dangerous and so that made me really stressed I was like if I was I I really hated when Laurel slapped belly like that was like sucked but I would have like definitely gone ape shit on my daughter had she like gotten like through a house party and got super hammered like that but I would not I like got the slapping I was like oh, right no, that was like, shocking oh, yeah. jaw yeah. hit the floor on that yeah, yeah. I agree oh I agree and I feel like there's no excuse for that but I it's so clear in that moment to Laurel's like how she was handling oh, things and it was not good <laughs> yeah yeah she's she fully yeah but it was it was stressful to watch them all drink and just be like don't rip shots because that's the one thing I'm gonna bring it up it's not that relevant but when you watch teenage partying in um Ginny and Georgia Um, you were like I'm sorry these children are not ripping five shots like they would be at the hospital like no so I don't don't, get it it drives me nuts and I think it's Mm. so good you didn't drink till college like I definitely (laughs) think that we I came from a town where like people drank young Mm. and it, it was I don't think it was like I don't care if I sound like a narc. I don't think it was good. I, yeah. I like threw up from alcohol. Like, can I get so retroactively arrested? I don't want to. It does. Yeah. Like it my is. social anxiety skyrocketed in high school. Yeah. So when I got to college, it, like I had it for the first few months and then it went away because I was like, oh, no one cares 
how much I drink at a party. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like in high school, it was like, you only had two beers, you're lame. I'm like, we are oh, wow. children. Yeah. That's yeah. what was so not normal. That's what was so crazy. Cause I had a lot of friends, like all my friends went to parties. I just didn't go to the parties. And like, I would talk to them the next day and they would be like, oh, I like took, I got so drunk. I was hiding under, I remember one of my best friends in high school, like she was telling me the story uh we're at like we're at cheer pra- at tumbling like practice the next day after she went to a party and she was telling me like oh I got so drunk I like cried under a table the whole night called my ex like did all these things and I was like I wouldn't want to do that and I wouldn't want people to see me doing that that's why I will not be at these parties like it never sounded <laughs> no it's not fun and also honey you have your whole 20s and 30s to do that so like don't do that in your teens like be a yeah. child enjoy mm-hmm. you don't have bills like you can do that yes. with bills to pay exactly <laughs> there's no excuse <laughs> I know so just true. play we like just I me and one of my play friends we used yep. to we used to play we would always play Mario Kart but we also would make like me's or whatever it's called on we oh of God, like yes. our crushes so I had this crush oh, on that. this guy yeah. I'll say his name I don't care his name was Jordan I feel like we Jordan. weren't we, he was like a year older I almost only talked to him one single time and like we made um oh I danced God. with him at like a formal and I was like let's make a me of him like I really do this and so I can see it. young you doing that like I can see that being like the night exactly. is that it's, it's just designing this me to look like my crush that I only talked to one time as one does as one does I love that that's beautiful we we should have all been doing that I think I made Harry Potter character me's I was like we're gonna make the cast of Harry Potter ha <laughs> like what the fuck that's better than Jordan's better than Harry Potter no, I Better. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> I, mean, I love that. Oh That's amazing. Gosh. So good. <laughs> well, oh this was God. so great. Do y'all have this anything so else great. to say about the summer I turned pretty, the best show this year? I think that's fair to say. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't think so. I will say though, if you if you I 10 out of 10 recommend going to Nantucket for the summer I turned pretty vibes. Ooh, yes. Oh yeah. You're traveling. Oh yeah. If you're going for that. That's the vibe. Before we log off, can I ask you, how was your summer I turned pretty party? Yeah, gosh. It was amazing. It was so fun. I had all my friends over. I definitely get stressed out, like, in terms of decorating. I don't think I'm the best interior designer, but I really wanted to put together this really pretty table. It came out so nice. I bought placemats. I already kind of have, like, blue kind of like plates and things like that so it was really easy to put together I bought a bunch of baby's breath I filled the whole apartment with baby's breath it was great and hydrangeas um but it was so much fun everyone brought food we had a bunch of like hors d'oeuvres um I really wanted to make it homey and also add like personal touches to it so I had about eight people over and all my friends on each each like placemat each table setting had these pins and I saw someone do it on TikTok. I don't know who did it, but I I was trying to find like inspo for decor wise. And someone had, I had a bunch of like beads left from the Eris Torth, like friendship bracelets. So I got pins, like safety pins, and I put C-O-N and J-E-R on two different pins so that everyone can wear which team they were oh, I love like, on their shirt. Rosie. It was the That's cutest amazing. thing. And then during we watched, I think, two episodes because at this point we talked a lot. We were like, let's just get through two. And I made bingo boards on Canva because 
huge Canva girly, oh. and I made personal bingo boards for each person so we could kind of play bingo as we were watching. And it was just so special. It was a really fun oh. night. It was kind of fun to like go back, listen to like the One Direction, the Taylor Swift ever in the show. Um, it was a really great time. That's Wait, amazing. I love a watch party. That's so good. Please invite us to the third season. <laughs> oh, one. Because I will drive to Jersey. Will. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. I oh really want to get into my host era. So it yes. was nice. It, was it sounds like you are. That sounds amazing. That's amazing. I did Thanks. full like full disclosure, stalked it on Instagram, like saw that you did that. I think I was like being like a mom and was like liking every story post you put up. I was like, oh my God, this is so oh cute. Goodness. I'm I am way too much on Instagram. I kind of just I don't really realize that people see what I post, I think. I kind of just oh. bombard post. That's I, the way you're supposed no, to do, do it. I'm the same thing. I'm yeah. like, you know what? No one's really watching. And then someone will be like, oh, hey, I saw you did this. And I'm like, you did? You did? What I you love mean? that. No, you're using it the right way. That's how it's. Thank you. That's how the Lord intended Instagram. Yes. If someone wants to see your Summer I Turn Pretty party, where can they find you on Instagram? It's R-F-W-R-O-S-I-E. So awesome. RFW Rosie. And it's the same on TikTok as well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was absolutely amazing. Literally, having you of two course. to talk about this through with was amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, I've been sitting on all of this for so long. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I'm so happy we were kind of able to dive into, like, the deeper topics, but also the lighthearted, the important stuff, the Conrad stuff. So I'm really happy we were able to kind of get into all that. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. This has been a bonus episode of The Relationship Type. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us. Please give us a review. Tell a friend. Whatever you can do to help us out, we would love that. Follow us on Instagram at The Relationship Type. Shout out to John Francis for our beautiful artwork. Our music comes from Purple Planet. That's purple-planet.com. The relationship type is created, edited, produced, all the things by me and Patty, and we're so proud of it. Thank you so much for listening and for gabbing with us. We'll see you next time. Bye.